for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, August 12, 2015. Says episode 165, Attack of the Androids. Every week, Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. Civic, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. How are you? I'm fantastic. Did you say you're fine? I would. I'm great. Okay. Fine. How are you? Are you good? You fine? That's good. Fine. Yeah, I'm fine, Matt. Thanks Excellent. for asking. Good good to hear it. Joey Kelly also joining us. Joey, how are you? Are you fine? I am so unbelievably fine. If I was any finer, I'd spoil. That's fine. Nick Carroll also joining us. Nick Carroll, how are you? Are you fine, Nick? Nick Carroll frozen, perhaps? Bandwidth issues? Hmm? It's that Chromebook. Ooh, time to upgrade Nick's system with a real mic and a computer. (laughs) That's right. We'll get him back here. All sorts of interesting stuff happening. Eric, where would you like to start off? I mean, probably the big news of the week. Uh, What would be the big news of the week? Uh, Blackberry's Android smartphone? Either that or... Is that the big news you're talking about? Yeah, perhaps either that or uh, SoundCloud getting Chromecast support. That's pretty big news for... You know, actually, hold on. I I did hear about this one story. Um, hmm. Have you ever heard of the alphabet? Mm-mm. Like, not the alphabet that they taught you in kindergarten. Oh, you didn't even hear about the one in kindergarten, huh? No, no. Oh, that's messed up. Cyrillic, bro. Well, Cyrillic. We'll, we'll save that for another podcast, but there is a different alphabet. Hmm. It's Google's alphabet. Hmm. And Google's alphabet is this big company now that is the umbrella company for everything that used to be Google. Umbrella core? Umbrella, umbrella, no, not that one either. Oh, that would right. suck. Could you but imagine? Actually, Z could be for zombie. Mm. That's so, not bad. Um, Eric, could you just give us the five second summary version of what the restructuring of Google actually means? I'd prefer to give the 20 minute version. Let's of go that. roundabout but way. I'll try the five. Roundabout way. Sundar, he owns Google now, Alphabet owned by the other guys. Any other questions? Moving on. <laughs> no, please, Eric. Actually, Nick Carroll joining us. Nick got bandwidth back on the Chromebook. What's up, Nick? How you doing? Good? Yeah, I'm doing better. My computer, uh, my Hangouts thought that I fell asleep because it was loading everything up in uh-huh. the other browser. So, sorry about that. No worries. Good to have you talking about Alphabet and what that means. Eric was just about to explain it to us. Eric, how are you doing? Go. Yes, okay, so all joking aside, Alphabet, the umbrella corporation that is now over Google and all these other things that used to be part of Google. So Sundar Pichai has has now risen. The the guy that used to be over, what was it, like Chrome, and then he was over Chrome and Android. Now he's over everything that is Google. Um, so this new Google consists of Android, YouTube, uh, the advertising uh segment like the the main things we think of google um but alphabet 
so they're, they are G. They are G in the alphabet. But you, then there's other things that are part of alphabet. Um, you have Google Axe Labs. They are now something separate. Uh, you have Nest, which is something separate. Um, I forget what they're calling it. Uh, I'm looking in the article, but the um, I think the the stuff that uh, what's his name, the Singularity guy. Um, come on, Matt, help me out. You Ray, know who this guy is? Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil. <laughs> that fucking nut. His uh, his little health thing is a separate uh, part of Alphabet. Um, so are there so they are there are there actually twenty three things? Twenty four. How many layers are in the alphabet now? How many layers are we working with these days? Twenty three. In my alphabet, there's eighty. Okay, um, that's in, good. In the we'll call it the English alphabet. Sure. There's twenty six. For lack of a better term, makes sense. Yeah, twenty six. I don't like it, but I'll call it that. We got a couple more in there since I last checked. Twenty six now. Yeah. Damn. This is gonna change weed reviews. I'm gonna have like two other whole letters to use now. What are they? Um, X. All right. And Y. Okay. And Z. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Which, if you want to see what's going on with this new company, you can go to their website, which is abc.xyz, because it looks like Google owns that that little, um, you know, top level domain, which is great. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's – oh, and I, I should mention, I think, Joey, you may have mentioned it in passing or maybe Matt did, that um, now Larry and Sergey, the founders of Google, are now the CEO and president um, of Alphabet. And, yeah. So what do you guys think? Is this a good thing? Bad thing? Are you meh about the whole thing? Nick? I'm kind of meh about it. I mean, I guess it'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, but I don't know what it really means for the company in the short term. So, All right. What do you think, Joey? This is one of those things where there's about 14 different sides to this. There's the investor side. There's the R&D side. There's the mature product side. Um, there are incredible possibilities here and there are incredible differences and who's calling me um but um the uh quite frankly this could this probably is going to be a good thing long term um the the I ran into this for the first time with one person that I never thought I would run into and he actually said Google knows enough about me I don't need to use their DNS server. So, okay, fine, maybe you don't, um, and there are other options. But he had he did have a point that some people are paranoid about a single monolithic entity having all of this knowledge and product data and whatnot. And it's possible that that reaction was being felt more and more, got bigger and bigger and offered more and more. I decided to nip it in the bud and the company up. It's also that um, they looked at things like Mon uh, like Microsoft and the trouble that they have had over the years with the EU and the antitrust lawsuits and, and whatnot and said, okay, before this becomes an issue, we're going to go ahead and divide the company up and do it on our own terms before it becomes a problem. 
And that's an option. That's that's a, that's a it's a possibility. Overall, I don't think a lot is going to change immediately, but long term, this could actually benefit everything because now there's going to be a greater focus within each sub company on either creating new stuff or maintaining what we already know and love. Yeah, I I tend to agree that it's that it's a good thing. I agree with that point. Um, I I feel like this is it's you know it's sort of a ruse if you if you look at it and think that um, that in any way the that Google is becoming smaller. In reality, like they this is this is setting the stage um, to make like a huge company. Yeah. Like they're they are they're already talking about expanding to like other unused letters of the alphabet. This is and this is OCP yeah, I mean, basically. This is yeah, like well, them being able to do what they want to do as far as like advertising and all that, and not have that conflict of interest and have like antitrust lawsuits. It's them decoupling it, but then still holding it under, I guess, the umbrella. Of Umbrella Core yeah. OCP. Well, you know they they're considering you know, coming out with their own automotive company, you know, like Ford, etc., Tesla, all that. So, you know, we may have another Google Auto, but under a completely different name, not a you know without Google, you know, in the brand name. So it'd be interesting to see how that turns out. Well, I mean, from a managerial standpoint too. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you're not. Like, I mean, this is this is one of the problems with my, that Microsoft has had. Like, you have this huge monolithic thing, yeah. um, and it's hard I'm to being called out in the chat room saying plagiarism because I <laughs> I said that this is setting the stage for a huge company. It was my thought first. Fuck you, chat room. Ooh, Thank I you. like that. Fuck you, chat room. I'll get behind that statement. Nice. And I say when I say chat room, I mean is that like that. Uh, not like that meme that goes around America. Yeah. Fuck yes, it is, Joey. Fuck yes, it is. So yeah, hey, I, so I of, think it's a good thing, and investors think it's a good thing too, because the um, the the stock price for Google spiked six percent upon the news. So people seem to think that this is a great idea. Well, plus if something fails, it won't reflect on Google; it'll reflect on. Alphabet, or really that company itself. So it sort of contains any failure. So I saw something else that made sense. I forget which article was from, but I'm not going to plagiarize like Eric clearly did. But I will. I will just say it was from from the internet somewhere. Uh, and they basically said it will also allow them to be able to have these other moonshot projects and not be under pressure to actually make money. Making money so overrated, but then they can focus on maybe letting things live out a little longer, like Google Plus, uh, perhaps, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I do like Google Photos lately. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't ever get taken down. But on the Hotbox podcast, it has its own Google Plus page for the YouTube, you know, Hangouts, right? Uh, so for all these weed reviews, I take a bunch of pictures, and only a few get used, so I'm like, oh, I'll make an album for each strain and just throw them all up there. So, I, I definitely hope they keep a lot of that stuff around, and I, I guess maybe not necessarily Google+, Plus, although it was a good way for search stuff, I guess, you know, have your posts in Google as well as Facebook and everything, but uh, Hangouts and, and Photos, you know, those should stick around, I hope, because, you know, all of my photos are there. <laughs> We hope. 
Now, one one interesting comp, like one thing that is not that is being spun off, but it's not going to be part of Alphabet is Niantic Labs. So the folks that do um, what? Why am I blanking? They they do Ingress uh, amongst uh, one or two other small things because you um, haven't played it in like a year. No, I, it doesn't make sense for me to to play Ingress. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna chew up. You know, every all the phone plan plans that I'm on, if we can use that term, like I, it's uh, it's a top up system. So like I run out of I run out of things. I put more money on it. So I'm not going to waste my internet uh, playing a game. Can we have a show show of hands real quick? Do do any of you guys play Ingress anymore in the chat or otherwise? No. Nick, no. Joey, no. I never got started. What? Yeah, same here. <laughs> See, it's still new for you guys. Y'all should play and then get sick of it a year later like I did. Well, I thought I, it was fun. My phone sucked so bad that it was useless. Nah, that is true. I've seen Ant struggle through some some pretty horrible hacks uh, in Las Vegas because of, of that same issue. So I feel your pain, bro. It made my phone too damn hot. It does that, right? You're running your GPS and your cells and, like, it's rendering graphics. Like, that's a lot, a lot of shit can process there. Speaking of making your phone hot, some moron has come out with a case to make your phone look like a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that I saw heats that. heats it up? Or this is, I think this is a great idea. This has heat. got to be the dumbest thing I have ever heard or seen. Okay, so let me set the scenario for you. You've got your phone in your back pocket attached to your gun case, which makes it look like you have a friendly, you know, nine mil stuffed in your back pocket. You walk into a bank. You get shot because you appear to have a gun. Well, now we should also we should also say, though, that this isn't for our African-American friends. This is this is probably a white person uh, toy. I suppose, right? You wouldn't like you wouldn't catch Aunt Pruitt from smartphone photographers carrying something like this this around, right? You just wouldn't it, because he I don't knows. think anyone wants to pull that out. So yeah, no, you would never pull out your phone. So the case, the, the case is gonna have a warning label that says "Do not buy if you're a brother." That pretty much. I'm gonna ask Ant about that. If you guys are watching live, you'll see it there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, bright-colored like a toy or anything. It's it's pretty much a, a is that, like, a 38 handle? For, like, a 38? It I mean, could it's be, not big. It depends upon the size of the phone that they're using in the picture. So it could be anything from a 22 to a, probably nah. a 9 mil at the biggest. Yeah. But Listen, is this any worse than, is this any worse than a toy gun? Because on a toy gun, the only thing that distinguishes it from a real gun is typically the um, the orange uh, you know cap at the end. Yeah, so, but I mean, did you see the uh, the guys the the smart Alex that put an Uzi inside of a super soaker? Have you guys okay. seen any of the what is uh, what can we do about people's stupidity though, Joey? People? Well, like, no, no, no. Guess... They weren't using it as a stupidity. They were using it as a way to smuggle a gun into some place that wasn't supposed to have one because they figured it would look like a plastic squirt gun. Hold up, first so of they, all, hold up. Yeah. No, this is America. Every place is supposed to have guns. So I don't know where you were when you saw that. Probably Canada or something. Second of all, second of all, this shit looks pretty dope. I mean, you're rolling around with your black shirt tucked in, jeans out, pocket, just a handle of a gun hanging out, but it's your phone. 
fashion. Why not? And if any if any cop shoots you for that, I'm pretty sure that's cut and dry. If it's that's, in your back yeah. pocket. Yeah, you probably can't expect like a protest or like a, a moment of silence or anything like that. I mean, you're you may, if anything, Darwin Award. That's probably the most you could <laughs> yeah. hope for with something like well, this. To, so, to read the article in question, the first couple of paragraphs. This is from Mobile Syrup, uh, which appears to be a Canadian. Uh, mobile we, we don't read articles uh, here. Beachgoers just... in Selkirk, Manitoba, were frightened enough to call the police on a man they suspected was walking around with a handgun exposed. But when the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, arrived, guns and rifles drawn to counter the potential threat, they found a 34-year-old man with an iPhone nestled safely inside a perfectly safe handgun-shaped phone case. A man or a bro? So, in other words, he was... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A man or a bro? Would a man carry something like <laughs> they, this? They, they don't make it distinct. Seems like a bro toy. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And look where the warning is. Jersey? Like, yeah, really? That's who's... I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, like... <laughs> Never mind. This is stupid. People, you're well, how stupid. Can they, how can they find them and confiscate them? Because though? it's like, Canada. This is my... Canada doesn't give a fuck. They're not... No, no, this is New Jersey, you said. Right, but where it happened was Canada. Yeah, well, can't I can imagine the Canadians? You know, all that happened in New Jersey. They just posted a warning on Facebook. That's all. They were like, "Hey, yo, keep reading." When you're at the beach, like, watch out for this. Be on. No. There's some crazy guy rolling up with uh, with guns, with guns in his in his case, bro. His name was Shane Brady. He had an iPhone case in the shape of a gun. What's yeah, Shane. Shane? Waiting on this. Shane Brady joining us. I'll show you the picture, Shane, just so you know what we're talking about here. Would you rock this? Would you pack that heat in your back pocket? Uh, I would never carry that. You know that looks good hanging out of oh. your back pocket. Makes you look like a real man. You're not going to get mugged. <laughs> I like that. I would never carry an iPhone. The gun case has no relevance to Shane. It's just the iPhone. It's like I mean, the case is dope, but I would never carry an iPhone. Fake. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> really you. look like a gun. Yeah, but okay. here's the thing. If you didn't know what an actual gun looked like and you saw that... It would look a whole heck of a lot more like a gun than, you know, like a phone. Well, yeah, that's because it's in the shape of a gun, not a phone. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh, all would right. you feel um, the same if it was an iPhone that was actually a gun? If it was a Moto mm-hmm. X first gen, I'd be like, that's dope. I got one of those. I could rock that thing right out of my pants. Yeah, you're just pissed because it won't fit your phone. I know. I, I'm, just, I'm just surprised this happened in Canada. Like... I don't. I didn't think they had the fear of guns. It's a good like thing this. it did, though, because if it would have happened in America, people would have got shot. You know that. I actually think America. that they have tighter gun control laws up there than we do. America. I think, but I could be wrong. Yes, but they're also much more polite. So you know, they just you wouldn't think they'd call the police. They'd go up and ask them about it. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I refuse to just take this as a neutral thing, and it's, oh, it's fine, everyone can do this. It's gonna, no, I'm sorry, this is just stupid. This is asking to make, you, this is making yourself a target. That's fine, if though. you're in... That's okay, though. Yeah, but if you... 
No, it's not okay. Why? The Darwin Awards need content from somewhere, dude. I'm just saying, the world's overpopulated as is. Present company not helping either. But this would probably take a pretty decent-sized subsection just right out. I'm okay with that. You can quote me. I am okay with people getting See, shot because the they is, have though, that. Is that yeah, the problem is, is that the people that actually carry the guns are like the ones that are going to conceal it. So it's only going to be the posers with the phone gun cases that's going to be brandishing them and getting shot. So the people that are actually dangerous are going to have, you know, the good sense to hide the freaking thing. This is—I'm sorry. This just makes you a target in a, in a, uh, in like if you were involved in a robbery or something, or in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you know you go to pull out your phone to check a text message. Someone's going to put you down, and it's just not 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 a good idea. Um, and by the way, I have a little bit of a dog in this hunt up here in Maine. We have a bill on the books to allow constitutional carry, which is basically if unless you are a convicted felon and you can legally buy a handgun, you will be able to carry it without uh, concealed without any further permitting. So. All right. Uh, and so it, well, my point is, is that one would think that there will be more people carrying weapons at that point because there are less people that are having to be, you know, invasively permitted to get that right. So therefore there's going to be more people with guns. And if you just happen to pull out your phone to look at, uh, make a call or whatever, and it happens to be in the shape of a gun, if someone thinks that you're drawing that and brandishing it in a threatening manner, they will have the armament on them to put you down. It's a bad idea. So we have, a, we have a question from the chat room, Joey. Uh, should this be illegal to own or manufacture? Uh, well, let's go, around the, let's go around the room on that. Eric, what do you think? No, it should not be illegal to own. No, it should not be illegal to manufacture. Nick, hit me. I'm in the same boat. However, uh, I wouldn't buy that. <laughs> or use it, even if given. Yeah. Shane? Not only, yeah, I don't. I'm with. I agree with Eric, and, and uh, I think it'd be fine to even make an AR-15 looking one. <laughs> Could you uh, a little cumbersome? Right. Could you imagine like answering your phone like this? You'd be like, "Hold on, <laughs> hello, yeah, hold on, bro, hold on." <laughs> I I both am for this. I would never use one, but I encourage everyone else to. I think these are great. Make them, America. Smirka. I think it's great. Well, it's I, great. I, think I also think we're all pale enough that we would be fine. That's what I'm saying. We need Aunt Pruitt's <laughs> input on this. You know he would not buy one of these. I'm just saying. This is Merka, oh my though. goodness, Shane got in on the pale joke and he wasn't even here when Matt started it. No, Holy I know. Crap. We're gonna we're, we should call Aunt right now, actually. He's probably listening, being like those stupid <laughs> racist motherfuckers. What are they even talking about? Uh awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot him an invite while Eric moves us on to the next topic, and we'll circle back if if he replies. Alrighty, um, well, let's see here. What do we want to talk about, guys? Um, about the BlackBerry thingy. I was just thinking that, Joey. Jesus, that's amazing. Let's hear. Let's let's go over here. So this could be our first look at the BlackBerry Android phone. Y'all just hold on one fucking second, and I will show you what it looks like. Yeah, I've been waiting for this for years if this comes 
through. <laughs> Got a BlackBerry right. in 2009, 2010. Does it have NFC or quick charging? <laughs> Probably not. It's a BlackBerry. Look at that. Look at that little thing. That ugly sucker. So, so judgmental. Um, that will have a. It's a good effort on their part, I think. It kind of looks dated. I don't know. It it looks a little like a Sony phone had a baby with the Samsung Edge. So a Samsung Edge Sony love child phone? Yeah, because it sort of does the rounded edge thing, but it has that uh, it has that thick bezel just at the bottom. Yeah. Um, you have to mention the SOC type, but the speed, megapixel on the camera, and 3 gigs of RAM, that's not too bad. I mean, the camera could be complete crap, you know, and be an 18 megapixel camera, but we'll see. 4.5-inch QHD screen, so it could be a pretty, pretty uh, hefty one. Well, the other thing I actually like, um, they say that they're talking about a slide-out keyboard. And, okay, I'll admit that touchscreen, voice recognition, swift keys, auto uh, fill, which learns from you and, and analyzes your, your patterns of typing and whatnot, have done amazing things for making it easier to interact with your smartphone in terms of texting, emails, and whatnot. I'll admit that they have. But quite frankly... There are times when, myself included, I know that there are other people out there that can just simply fly on a keyboard that cannot fly on a touchscreen in terms of the amount of raw data that they can put in. And frankly, if you have a physical keyboard and even more so a touchpad, it really makes the device more usable if you're going to remote desktop into something of a Windows environment, which is something that business users would have a tendency to want to be able to do more so than your consumer user. And Blackberries have traditionally been aimed at the business market. So the physical keyboard, although they're downplaying it on this particular story, um, I think actually could be an important feature. I actually think, like, the admin phone, because even though we have these large phones, you know, half the screen is taken up with the keyboard. I don't know. I think it might be better experience. I think you're right, Joey, actually. Um, that the, Joey's actually right about something. But uh, Hallelujah. Praise I the Lord. I, I didn't mean to phrase it like that. <laughs> what an I mean, asshole. Let me put that down. <laughs> I think we forget there are large segments of people who can actually use the full screen, actually have a full screen. Uh, at all times, because I, I, I mean, is there on the Android phone? If you put it into landscape, the yeah. keyboard takes up the entire screen, right? Yeah, it's like half the screen easily. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know if that's. I think it's every. I don't know if that if that has to happen. So you can adjust that on that, on certain keyboards, like the size of it. Does any do any of you guys type that way though? Like I never type sideways like that. It's always I do. For, really, for me, my, my thumbs are big enough, to, and my phone's small enough. Where I need it like this. I can. I just of... on my phone it always covers up what you're doing because there's not enough room for. Right, that, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. on an admin, that orientation would be better if you're logging into a remote computer, but you lose the screen because of the right. keyboard. So if yeah, you were yeah. doing that, slide out keyboard. If you were mirroring that on a larger screen, then it would definitely make sense because then you could just make the keyboard the size of your phone. But 
Yeah, so, so I can see Evans actually liking that a lot. So speaking yeah. of, real quick, uh, the Ingress thing, I literally just got an email from Niantic Labs being all like, oh, hey, uh, this is just a notice of transfer of Ingress personal information. Just a couple things our lawyers said we got to let you know about. We're very excited. Uh, more details coming soon. Google's going to transfer to Niantic Labs certain data. Right, that you agreed to share. Now you told us we could share this, so that's what's happening. Uh, so yeah, interesting. If you're playing the game, I'm sure you will get that email. And also, Aunt Pruitt did chime in. He's walking around taking pictures right now. Um, but he said that <laughs> he said I like the idea if it, but today's climate for a black man wouldn't be smart to carry it. But the practical use is is great. Uh, which I kind of agree, right? A handle is a lot easier it's to nice grab than a dumb square or rectangle, right? Like, it's a good thing to grab onto, but of course, yeah. Now, the real question, actually, that we didn't cover on the gun case thing. He said, hold on. trigger hold, work? He, he said this is not something a 240-pound bald black dude should have. And I'm going to agree with that. He also so, says so the oh, shit, I should cancel that Amazon gift order then. Right? <laughs> cancel that gift order. He also says if you're in the US, make sure to check out the meteor shower tonight because the Perseids are out. So thank you, Ant. Our roving reporter not getting shot. Cheers. So I assume that Dynamic Labs is just being moved out into the alphabet umbrella. Is it under I mean, N? Uh, well, no, or no, they well, gave we got it. a story from Android Central that says that it's not. Yeah, that they're giving it. They're their own company. They're going to be their own thing. So field trip yeah, and this really does this whole Google dividing thing really does feel like a like a attempt to be proactive and get ahead of the curve and break the company up before yeah. somebody makes them break it up. I don't think it affects that at all. It makes it decoupled so they can do certain things without getting certain, like, antitrust. No, 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 no. Governments can harass companies well, no yeah. matter what. Sure. Right? So that, that right, EU is going to just harass whatever company they can. They may harass both companies. Um, I, just don't think, I just don't think it gets them out of any of that. I think it mostly um, makes them more nimble, you know, having smaller companies doing different things rather than one humongous company doing everything, and they can... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it also makes it transparent for everybody yeah. else. Like people, if people complain that Google is like hiding this Google X stuff, blah blah blah, the budgets. Well, now it's not going to be hidden at all. It's going to be all out in the open. And, yeah. So uh, for most people, it's not really going to make a difference, right? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. That Nick is not becoming part of. Uh, and and I don't know why. Like Ingress was okay, but I think that like the the cooler thing was Field Trip, and yeah. like I would think that they would want to keep that uh, within Google because you know especially with all of the stuff that they do with the um, like with uh, photos, um, all of the uh, cardboard stuff that they talked about at I/O. Um, you would think that you would want to be like you have Field Trip and. You go somewhere and it's like, oh, do you want to do you want to see what the inside of this building looks like? Do you want to see what this exhibit looks like before you go? Yeah, but oh. the contrary to that is that by being a very small part of a very 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 large company, you don't have necessarily the focus 
on that product that you would have if you had a much smaller company with a fewer number of products and more to concentrate on. No, I, I get that, no. but the fact that it, it's not being part of Alphabet, it's going away. Yeah. Like Google. But Go their ahead. only reference is to, is, is to the same post that we've all read, which I don't know. Like Nest is a separate company too, but it's still under well, the umbrella. I don't. I, well, they, they said may be reading, they may be reading into. It. Yeah, you're right. They, they <laughs> but, could be reading into it. But, I mean, I also heard the word independent used a lot in reference to the companies with, Al- with Alpha. So I'm not saying Android Central is wrong, but I think they, I mean. Well, another reason why they could do that is to sell off any of these companies, you know, if, it, if they uh, want to make a profit by selling it to someone else. So that's an option as well. Oh, no, it would, be, it would make it easier to sell stuff, but. It, it would be weird that Google would back a company and not have it in part of Umbrella, right? <laughs> Look, it was, I mean, yes, Google. Well, well, some companies, you know, like uh, Cisco bought Linksys a, a few years ago and then sold it. And I think Belkin or D-Link or whoever, someone got it up. Someone else got it. I can't remember the details. So, I mean, it's not impossible for a company to be purchased by a larger company and then be let go and let it and do its own thing. So maybe that's well, what well, not even PayPal, right? But that just happened at that long ago. Hmm. So, I, I just, I, I don't know if we know enough to say it's not part of the alphabet. It just, there's not a whole lot in that email. I'm, I'm looking through the uh, comments to see if they are publicly commenting about it, and nothing yet. Um, so. I don't know. Maybe by next show we will know for sure. You'll just have to wait for Google I.O. That's what the I and the O are going to stand for. That's amazing. In and out, right? Oh, my God. Um, so real quick, I you got to talk about an email you got. I just got an email. Oh. And that email tells me. Yeah, I know. Wait for it. Interesting. It's really good. Please. I my Nvidia Shield tablet has shipped. Ooh, yeah, I, got ship, the same, I got the same one. Did it ship to me? Did I get, either like of five those ago. ship to me? Mine came in at seven forty-five. I got a tracking number and everything. Okay. I hope this one explodes too. I do too. Especially since it That'd didn't get cool. shipped here. I hope they. Mine is supposed to be here by Friday. Nice. Oh, by the way, fact-checking department, Linksys was owned by Cisco Mm -hmm. from 2003 to 2013 Mm -hmm. um, and has since been uh, purchased by Belkin. Yes, literally Nixon. Yeah, and you're quite correct, Nick, and that also makes me kind of nervous and glad that I'm selling mostly Cisco small business line products now. Makes me glad I'm using a Netgear. <laughs> yeah, I have had so many problems lately with the latest generation of Netgear <laughs> stuff. I am steering everybody I can away from them. They just seem like they lock up and freeze after about a week's worth of use, and is they that just what break. My problem is, I thought I just got a bum Chromecast. <laughs> no, my Netgear oh no, one. Just, if you got a brand new one like within the past six months, and it just breaks itself, that you'd be the fourth or fifth person I've run into that's had that happen. Chromecast or Netgear? I'm confused. Netgear. Ah, no, it it works. It's probably just the DSL that I'm on. Leaves a bit to be desired, if you know what I mean. All else fails, blame the ISP. Yeah, hey, I've <laughs> I've done me. I've done my speed tests. I've verified. So there. So, 
You want to talk about patching fragmentation? Guess what, guys? It's not easy. Eric, would you agree? That patching fragmentation is not easy? Yes. Uh... Yeah, I'm... It's hard. I, it's hard. Yeah, we should probably you. all just. Give I once up. broke this thing, like this this cup. I tried putting it back together. That shit was difficult. It's hard, right? Shake. Taking eggs that are scrambled is hard to make regular eggs with. Very hard. I don't have a link to the article we're talking about, but I assume it's about this stage fright stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is. is. I'm gonna give you this link right here. I've already got my updates on my devices. Interesting. So. Okay there, Patch and Adams. I'm not clicking um, on stupid things to get myself in any sort of trouble, so... The, there. the only one I haven't gotten is that my Galaxy Note 4 has not gotten its update through AT&T yet. So... Uh, let's see right, here. So here's the other side of this... Contra- the contrary to this... Uh, the counterpoint, as it were, to this point. Um, yes, it is a problem patching... The, uh, a, a package that is being used on gazillions of different devices because you cannot possibly test every single device and know what it is going to do. That's intuitive, and we understand that. However, here's the other side of the coin. Because, so let's just use a number, 20,000 different configurations are out there using it, it's entirely possible that every single one of them is using it in a slightly different way, and therefore a vulnerability may or may not appear on every single device. So you've got an up and a down. The upside, harder to patch. The, the, uh, excuse me, the upside uh, may or may not actually affect your device. The downside is that it's harder to patch. But quite frankly, this is no different than the teething problems that, went, that uh, we've gone through with Linux. You know, somebody puts out a, a patch to one of the fundamental, you know, core pieces, uh, including up to and including a kernel patch, and it gets released, and it doesn't always play well with every single district. And you know what? You work on it until it does, or you roll it back, and you figure out what went wrong and fix it and re-release. That's just how this works. You know, People have to understand that as these things get more complex, they're less and less like a phone and more and more like a computer. If, if this happens enough, pretty soon we'll roll back to the version of Android I'm running, and then I'll be right on top of things again. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm glad this article didn't talk about a upcoming Android Secure Gadget or whatever they were, uh, that one article was referring to. Um, I don't know. I mean, it really depends. As, what, as Joey said, it really depends on what the patch is, and... You know, some some things are probably so low level that it probably is fine for you know almost every devices, and some things, um, you know, could be you know like if it's at the Linux kernel level, eh, you know, it's probably not something that needs to be confi- you know that's going to be a big deal for distros. But if you start doing things like the launcher or built-in apps, like this other this other. Um, they called certificate certificate, which was nothing to do with Android, but was some software that OEMs were adding to it. You know that would be easy to fix. Um, I, I think this is a lot of, I think this is a lot of panic that people like if Android, like there have been millions of Android phones out for years now, right? Yeah. And yet when we know we know um, 
gingerbread was not nearly as secure as ice cream sandwiched up, right? And yet we never had some security problem. Like there was no big, there's no big exploit that happened. I just don't think it's as easy with mobile phones as, as people make it out to be to install, you know, to, to uh, get make these um, to take advantage of the of these of these uh, problems. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're if you're not if you're getting downloading apps from random websites on the internet, well, you know, that's uh, all bets are off. But I, it just doesn't seem like it's that. It must not be that easy to get these exploits to happen or to do anything with them because nothing's happened, and I don't, that should that should make anybody complacent. But again, <coughs> nothing's happened. Maybe and it's happened. only getting more secure. Maybe it's already happened, and it's just happening in the background, and it's waiting for a D-Day, so to speak, to where every phone is going to explode. So then, what, what? What, what's going, what would happen though? Every like, phone would explode, which would kill like, a large amount of people. Shane, this is serious business. Yeah, I just like there's enough phones. Facebook accounts. No, there's enough phones. Like, you make them all physically explode. You could do some serious damage. I'm just saying, yeah. like in a well, and the consequences are like, off with or, this, uh, like a best with this article, or yeah, like the, there's a quote at the very end. It Eric Aristad, boss of the endpoint management business unit Heat Software, mm. he argued that Google should do more. Uh, And I quote, Google has the responsibility and the opportunity to take lead on platform security while also paving the way for ecosystem help slash self-help. Google has built and encouraged this in the wild model versus iOS walled garden approach. And with that comes the responsibility to take the lead on device OS platform security. This includes higher requirements for third-party apps, more frequent updates and patches, partner education and enablement, and and is evidenced by recent improvement, improved practices in terms of responsiveness, update frequencies, and bug bounties. So this, this guy is saying, well, Google should, should do X, Y, and Z, which they are already doing. This is why I don't understand. Nobody is, nobody is putting the feet of the, uh, of the device manufacturers or of the, um, or of the cell phone providers to the fire when they're the ones that are holding up this patching process. It's not Google. Google released a patch for this months ago. Or they had a yeah, patch for the, it months ago. They released the patch for it right away. I had to say, something else was... I know stage fright became public, but um, like Samsung was rolling out the patch to AT&T like, three, like four or five days after stage fright went public. So I have to think they've been working on this for, some time, for yeah. months with the carriers to get a faster release cycle out. So this is kind of co- coincidental. This is a hater but, article. This article's full of haterade. He's just hating. Oh, the, the worst was that Ron Amadeo article, which is just like uh, the upcoming um, you know, sec- uh, Android, Android you know, security. Apocalypse? I, I did, like, there's no, there's nothing magical about any other platform that makes it more secure. And I can't believe that if there was a patch, right, or a bug in Android... That carry, that would that would uh, potentially harm hundreds of millions of people and customers on the on the uh, cell phone networks. That they're going to say, no, we won't let the patch. I mean, that's just not going to happen unless it's an They'll, NSA backdoor, huh? I think if if there was an actual bug, right, that was going to lead to people's phones being just, you know heavily compromised, 
that I don't think the carriers would stand in the way. And they obviously no. are, are not to, like, it, there's, I don't think they would stand in the way. There'd be too much Hold public. On. Too Hold much on. Public. Slow your roll for a second. They might. And the reason why they might is because each provider often loads their own customized software build onto the phones. Let's just say that you have a fundamental code change down deep in the basement of, of Android. It mm-hmm. fixes a bug, but when in the process of fixing that bug, it introduces some other bug in a, an app that's only Ooh, on AT&T phones or only bug. on Verizon phones. I like Or that. only on TT. Or, or, huh? A, a bug within a bug. I like it. Keep going. Well, if there was well, a no, bug it's called recursion. inside that bug, then... And now you have a bug within a bug within a bug, and then it crashes. Buffer See, overflow. See, now you're starting to sound like those Russian stacking cup dolls. I've been reading. You know, I've been reading bigger... Spam Nation. I feel like a lot of Russian hacking things right now. Ah, yeah. Good well, stuff. anyway, there, Boris Lee. Um, the, uh, we'll get you most uh, of the Russian dolls, right? <laughs> Hmm. Um, but anyway, my point being that let's just say that there's some fundamental code change and we see this on windows all the time. There's a windows update that's loaded and it takes a third piece, a third party piece of software and it kills it or it kills a function or it makes it really difficult to run or something along those lines. It does happen. And I'm, and it's not just something that I'm making up out of the, out of the, out of the ether here. It actually does happen. And if you had a customized software load that was on all of your devices and you're a carrier, like I say, Verizon, D-Mobile, whatever, pick one, you and you introduce that patch, all of a sudden, every single freaking user that you've got is going to start jamming up your call center lines with technical support requests. Your software and hardware support people are going to be overwhelmed and they are going to be inundated with a problem that they may not have a fix for. So sometimes a vendor or an ISP or anybody that's loaded software on there will hold back on letting a patch out, not because they're trying to be anti-secure, but because they can't, they don't have the time to test it with their software load. So there is a legitimate reason for holding back on it. It may not be a good one, but there is a legitimate reason. And let's face it, if you're an ISP or excuse me, your phone provider, you don't want to be putting out a update that is going to uh, impact your users because it, it destroys the user experience. Right, but uh, this is not just any bugs. I'm saying a major security bug in Android. No no, yeah, no carrier these days wants to be the one that is the insecure network. The bigger the security bug at this point, the more fundamental the code change is going to have to be, and the greater the likelihood of an incompatibility problem. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, I don't think that is going to affect carrier software, though. Not unless I mean, it's software. It, it, not unless it's it, buying software, then it might. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, the stage fright bugs went out really quickly. I think that I think the carriers have already agreed to this. I think that was something that was targeted at some group of people, and then they just sent sent it out everywhere to hide that fact. And they hit whatever they needed, and now it's over. So don't worry about it. I don't, Man, I don't, don't worry about it. Like, not all exploits are actually exploitable. Like you can't actually. 
you know, you, if you if you can break, if you can't actually you get can't. anything, it doesn't matter. You can't speak for yourself, bro. Yeah, yeah but do you remember <laughs> that LifeLock thing that the guy? Oh, they guaranteed that your identity could not be stolen if you use their product. The guy, the CEO, was like, "Here's my social security number, and I guarantee you, you can't hack my identity." Did he really? Forty-eight his... hours. Did he seriously? Yeah, they po- oh yeah, he posted yeah. it. Really? He posted it. He had it on posters in every freaking Staples across the That's country. Brilliant. Right there, my life lock here. Here's my here's my social security number. This is how much I believe in my product. And guess what? Forty-eight hours, it was hacked. Do not challenge a hacker and do not say that just because the vulnerability has been found, it cannot be done. I, cannot is something that does not right, happen right. in a hacker logo. Will uh, has not is there, but cannot is not. Yeah, but there's a big difference between a scam like LifeLock and actual stuff like address, relo- you know, randomized address spacing uh, for buffer overflows. Yeah, I think that's the point that is getting covered up is that, you know, what Shane's what Shane's talking about, that stage fright becomes much less exploitable, much less scary if you're on anything from ice cream sandwich and above, which I mean, come on, which ice cream sandwich was years ago. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch yeah, of like, that, that old... Yeah, there's ice, a bunch of like ice little little things like little phones sitting out there that nobody's using anymore. Yeah. They, they could, they could be very vulnerable. Like for most people, this doesn't matter. Uh, I actually sold my galaxy Nexus last week. I don't know if I did this before or after the show to somebody whose father was still using a Nexus one. <laughs> so now we have protected against stage fright. But, um, that's what that's what that that's what that ten percent is. It's like people who bought a phone years ago don't really use it for anything other than calls, because God knows there's not. Much, I mean, there's plenty of apps that you can't run up that haven't been updated for Gingerbread in years, and no one's, you know, no one's writing apps targeting Gingerbread anymore. I've still got a phone that refuses to run anything newer than uh, I think it is Gingerbread. It just won't take an update. And it was never released for that hardware. I what can the hell probably ruin it. Oh, that's that's one of my old Verizon phones. That's that LG Optimus, um, and it's just it's never updated itself since uh, Gingerbread. Yeah, the uh, Galaxy Nexus was on Shelly Bean. That was up to four point three. Galaxy Nexus did not get Kit Kat, right? So Jelly Bean four point three is pretty pretty well protected. Well, in the meantime, uh, Matt, scribble that down, though, in the suggestion box. Someone should really do a show on buffer overflows. Maybe call it the buffer He's overflows. calling somebody now. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I, I think that you could probably sum this up. Like, I don't – me personally, I don't think that this is a problem with Android fragmentation. It's a problem of too many cooks in the kitchen. There needs to be a more streamlined process – between Google, the manufacturers, and the carriers that everybody agrees on that gets this stuff out there more quickly. Yeah, well, I know like, yeah, sure. like you're saying, Joey, if the if the you know carriers have to like they they have to like test the thing themselves because they want to make sure their experience doesn't get screwed up. That's fine, but there needs to be some better understanding that makes these things get out more quickly. Well, that's what Microsoft has done with the Windows Update. They've passed. <laughs> They bypassed everybody. No, they're, they're not. Going. On the PCs, 
They've been less. They've been less clear on the phones. They they've not said how they get past the carriers yet. Well, I assume that they just do the updates, whether the carriers like it or not. No, nope. um, <laughs> they have not outlined how they're going to do that. They could. I mean, I expect them to do. The, I think the carriers are going to be much more open to it because really, no one's going to buy Windows phones anyway. So that's uh, probably less work for the carriers. <laughs> um, to not have to worry about updating the phone, but they have not outlined yet. They've said they're going to try to do it. They've not. They've not announced how they're going to work around the carriers yet. Unless you buy an unlocked phone, you know, same as Android and Google. Yeah. You know. Well, on a more positive note, uh, according to this study, Android user loyalty has actually surpassed the iPhone. Wait, 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 wait. But Tim Cook talks about how switching is higher than ever. How can that be? I'm mocking Tim Cook and his ridiculous <laughs> distortions. Uh, Thanks for clearing that one up, Shane. Yeah. Uh, uh, switching is an all-time high, but they never mentioned what that percentage is. Was the switch percentage 0.5% and now it's 0.75? Has it gone from 10% to 15 I mean, they don't, they don't outline that. According to this article, over the, cha- uh, the last two years, Consumer Intelligence Research Partners, CURP, horrible acronym, um, has found that over the past two years, 82% of Android users stick with Android, while 78% of iOS users stick with iOS. So... All right, I will grant you that four percentage points is not a huge deal, but I would also grant that the absolute number of people that are sticking with iOS versus that are, that are sticking with Android has got to be lower because there are fewer people out there on, on iOS devices. We know this based upon iOS device sales versus Android sales. I mean, there's like a billion and a half, yeah, a billion and billion Android phones, and maybe 300 million iPhone users. I wonder what the average turnover rate for these phones are. Do Android users switch more often, or upgrade more often, than iOS users? Hmm. Yeah, and actually, that's only we're talking about Google. Like, if you look at um, the numbers of mobile users that are on Facebook, it's like 1.3 billion. You know. Most of those are Android users, right? So, I mean, this, the number of Android, like, Android can have a, a loyalty a lot smaller than iOS and still have tons more users coming. coming yeah, up. well, Android has a wider range of users from the $100 phones to the $700 phones, and Apple's, all their phones, new are fairly expensive, so it's just hard for iOS to keep up the total numbers because of that. Yeah, let's not expect that. There's a lot of there's also a lot of loyalty to Google because let's face it, Google services on Android phone are awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's also wise to to call an analogy. If you remember correctly, one of the big execs, it might have even been Steve Jobs at Apple, said, "Well, we may only have one percent of the PC market, or four percent, or whatever it was, uh, but we have the top." one or four percent, whatever it was. And he was making the comment that we have, you know, the best users, you know, and and you want to be in Club Apple, 
Well, you could say the same thing about the iOS device. It's more expensive, and quite frankly, if you've already had an iOS device, it's much less – I would think that you're much less likely to switch because you've already got apps that you've purchased and, and whatnot. However, what this is showing is that more and more people are switching to Android. The question is – or and those that have Android are staying with Android. They're not switching back to iOS. Is that for the same reason, because they've already got their apps purchased? Is it because the phones are cheaper? Is it because they're able to get the phone for free instead of having to pay $100 when they start their new contract? You know, Probably all, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah any and all. It's weird that it also correlates with a slow phase-out of the subsidy. Yeah, that's the fu- the price. I, I realize that you, you can still – I mean, you can still pay the same amount. But psychologically, you're being told you're buying an $800 phone versus you're buying a $200 phone. Yeah. And, and, and but that that means that, I mean I don't know if that, I'm just saying it's it's it also correlates correlates with that. But I think there's a lot of Google loyalty, and I think people I think people appreciate how well the Google stuff works. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, if you get, do any of you guys ever have to use an iPhone for an extended period of time? Uh, thankfully, I've never had to. Yeah, I have the box yeah, for one I have one for use work. as a, a door. It's really awful. Yeah, it figures the government would use iPhones, right? Um, well, we we have a choice. I mean, I think there's there's a choice, but I chose iPhone over BlackBerry. <laughs> That's not a choice. That's not a choice. Eric, That's the difference between being handed a mid-sized <laughs> sedan and a smart car. Is there a choice, really, Eric? No. Mm. Why is Android? Why is Android not a choice? Knox is like Samsung Knox stuff is government approved. I think it will. I think it will become a choice um, soon. I I just not yet. Maybe maybe the which iPhone? Which iPhone do you have then? Um, so I have the I have the 5s, and okay. it is uh, it's frustrating to use. I don't really use it for anything oh. other is than phone me? calls for. Is it me, or do you, is the thing that you miss the most a back button? <laughs> I don't miss that. Um, I miss I miss a good keyboard. I hate the iPhone keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the two things that I consistently complain about with some of my customers that have iDevices are one the blasted. Um, uh, lack of a back button. You always have to go home and then start again every single time you want to load an app. Even if you just want to go backwards one page, you, you have to hit the home thing and go all the way back and start over again unless there's a built-in back button. And there isn't always. And the other thing that I really hate is that when you go into the keyboard and you're typing away, it is impossible to tell whether you're in caps or in lowercase without looking at the little freaking bar because the case on the letters on the keyboard does not change if you are capitalized or if you are in lowercase. And to me, that is just stupid because Android's done that ever since the first version. It cannot be that hard. And it is a visual thing that tells you, okay, I'm typing in lowercase, or okay, I'm typing in caps. It's not that hard. It's not that big a deal. And But from a user standpoint, I'm always constantly looking at the iDevice and going, am I typing in caps or am I typing in lowercase? I can't tell. All right, look, i got to move my finger out of the way to check for that line glowing. Oh, good, the line isn't glowing. I am typing in lowercase, even though the keyboard doesn't reflect it. 
just drives me nuts, particularly if you're typing in something like a, a Wi-Fi password that oh. has to have the capitalization or not as required, and you cannot visually tell from the keyboard what you're in. And it's just, ah! And for some reason, we still don't show passwords on screen, you know, the likelihood of somebody looking over the, your shoulder on a phone is much less. Um, notifications are dreadful on iOS. And if you're using it as a work phone where you have to respond to stuff, just awful. Like, you can literally come back to an iPhone a week later and find 20 or 30 notifications you didn't even know you had. Because there's no indication on the phone that you have them. So, I I, I know people like, think that I, like, you know, as working in an app development, seeing what what you can do for, as an Android dev, um, you know, yeah, just here, I have a whole bunch of notifications. I had no idea were even there. They just, they're just gone. Um, you know, I, I um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, there are a lot of limitations with iOS, um, and I, I don't really think that the apps are really any better. I think when you spend $800 on a phone, you convince yourself that the apps are better. And the biggest or proof... to five ninety nine for an app that's free on Android. Yeah. Or the biggest thing proof is is that all the Apple pundits saying, well, I have this Apple Watch, and I hardly even need to use my iPhone, which tells me that, the, that they, one, they don't really need an iPhone, um, and two, that... Um, you know that the iOS that the iPhone is not, they're really not doing anything with the iPhone anyway because the app there's nothing that particularly interesting about it uh, for most people. I mean, no. you're not just spending six hundred dollars just because the notifications on your phone are terrible, which is what the Apple Watch is. By the way, down at the bottom on this article, it actually counter uh, con- contradicts itself in that Apple uh, believes that a record number of people are switching from Android to iPhone uh, based upon uh, their recent iPhone 6 rollout. Uh, that's from their... Uh, April to July 2015, uh, Tim Cook, on an earnings call, said that Apple saw the, quote, highest switcher rate from Android that we've ever measured, end quote. But that doesn't mean anything. What are you comparing it to? Well, that's the thing, is that it doesn't... I'm I'm sure that finally getting big phones like Android's had for years got them the highest switch rate they've ever had before. But that doesn't mean anything. Okay. I think I, I personally I think that it's one of those things where people are curious, you know, their contracts up. They said, Well, you know what? I'm gonna try the iPhone this time. And maybe I like it, maybe I don't. You know? Yeah, I mean honestly, whatever phone works the best for you. Um, I think Android I think Android is I think Android's integration is better. I think I like it that you can you know, if you don't like Chrome as your default browser, you can put Firefox or, or Dolphin. You don't have to use a built-in mail client. You don't have to, you know, change up all your keyboards. Yeah, yeah, multiple keyboards. Like, actually, you actually can make it your phone. Whereas, yeah. honestly, with iOS, everybody's. I mean, you have this, everybody's phone is like probably seventy-five percent the same. I <clears throat> will comment, however, that when I was working uh, two jobs ago. Uh, I did a lot of one-on-one IT with some very high-profile users that had mainly iDevices. And the absolutely wonderful part about having the iDevices was that on, I'm going to say, 75% of that particular small user base, 
they all had the same phone or at least the same iOS version and everything worked exactly the same on every single phone. There was none of this, my keyboard's customized, there's none of this, okay, this app version works, this app version doesn't. So the very openness and custom, custom ugh, ability to customize the Android experience that makes it very good for those of us that like to play with things and know what we're doing and can get ourselves into and out of uh, trouble with our devices is the exact opposite experience if you don't know what you're doing or you're in a support scenario and have to support something. Knowing that you're going to be on a consistent platform with buttons that are always in the same place and settings that are always in the same place, no matter which generation of a device you have, is a very warm and fuzzy feeling for anybody that's ever done IT. So there are some advantages to having the consistent platform, but I personally feel that the openness uh, of the Android platform outweighs all of those advantages. Who wants to be the script, the big voice on the screen? Those, we all want to be the woman throwing the hammer, right? Well, yeah, so I, a couple of things real quick, and then we'll move on to one more story. Um, first, Shane, I will. I do want to maybe correct you a little bit and say that there, you can switch from a lot of these default apps on on iPhone. Like I, you know, I I've, I installed Swipe. Like you know, I guess it's better than nothing. It's better than that stupid default keyboard. Like I, iOS has opened up a little bit in in the uh, in recent years. So uh, but, you know, but you, not, can't, you can't you can't switch browsers. You can't switch maps. You can't switch SMS. I think you can switch browsers. You can use other browsers. The default always be Safari. Yeah, but how many people oh, actually know and actually care? All right, guys. Well, one last story, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Um, I know that you've you've probably everybody on this chat has looked at their TV and said, you know what? I wish that that was a you know a giant touchscreen device. Well, now it's possible. Uh, Touchjet Wave. It's a company that is uh, that is aiming to put to make your stupid freaking TV into a touchscreen. Um, it's running Android 4.4. Um, it is a little thing, sort of perches on top of your on the top of your TV. It plugs in via HDMI, and uh, after a little calibration, you know you are uh, you're up and running with uh, with Android. So. What do you guys think? It's really stupid or really, really stupid? Uh, Nick, go. I think that's I think that's pretty cool, but I mean to be honest, as far as uh That wasn't a choice, yeah. Nick. That was not, not a choice. choice. Really stupid. Is it really? No, no, no. Really, really <laughs> no I think go ahead. It's cool, but but the only problem is most people you know, they call it a ten foot experience for a reason. They're generally not that close to a television set. So <laughs> but uh it would be interesting to try, but I don't think most people would even use it. It is if you it. hold it right here, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you gotta hold it basically in a in a cardboard box on your head. <laughs> well, I mean, if your television set is right next to your bed or something, you can just go, yeah, whatever. But most of the time, they're quite a bit further away. I'm reminded of when when I was a kid, and you know, my grandma would always yell at me for sitting too close to the television. And this, I mean, this this promo video has these two kids that are just like, they're right up on this TV, Eric, like swiping, yeah. playing Eric. Fruit Ninja and shit. 
Eric, that's because when you were a kid, TVs were dangerous and had vacuum tubes in them that could explode and or blast you with photonic radiation. Yeah, that shit could fall on you, and then yeah. you're not getting up again. And then what? <laughs> There's a reason everybody has them just sitting outside of their apartments. Maybe that's just here. No, I... This reminds me of that 20, like, I, this was years ago we talked about this, but there was, I think it was Asus, maybe, they were, they are making, like, a 20, 24-inch computer that you could, like, lift up off of the, off of its stand, and then, you know, went from Windows to, uh, to an Android uh, tablet. Like, this seems like that. I just, wanted like, that. Just, like, way bigger and way heavier. See, that was only kind of stupid, and I wanted that. This other one... Well, you can... this is this is really really stupid. Really really stupid. Yeah, I don't want to get fingerprints all over my TV. No, okay. I don't hold even on get a minute. Fingerprints this all over is my, not really my... really right, stupid. Joey. Fine, Joey, tell us. This is yeah. Tell us why this is like gonna cure cancer or some shit. Ooh, it it's might, not gonna cure cancer. Lick it, lick it, stick it. Well, later, indirectly. <laughs> um, but what this what this is honestly, this is a virtual whiteboard. You put this thing in the middle of a conference room or a collaboration or a team center with a team environment and people can walk up and touch the screen and manipulate the data and draw conclusions and move things around like a virtual whiteboard. Yeah, I can see it for presentations in in that kind of environment where you're actually having to stand in front of it and it'd be a lot more, a lot better than than a whiteboard. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what this is, in all seriousness, that is the most practical application of a touchscreen that large that you obviously have to touch. Otherwise, I mean, it, it might make sense for, you know, artists or somebody that wants to have a virtual Etch-A-Sketch that's on a 60-inch screen, um, you know what I mean? But uh, Or like a Wacom tablet on steroids. Yeah. But, like being uh, a weatherman. <laughs> Exactly. You know, this would be the weatherman in your house. I could start doing weather channel remotes for my living room. So, but and over here, this is the storm front. And 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 those of you over here in Cincinnati, if you love today, you're gonna absolutely adore tomorrow. So this is anyway, this is a this is a solution in search of a problem. Eric, I don't I'll think so. I think that this is a niche problem. With a niche solution, I really do feel like this could work very well for team collaboration environments as a virtual whiteboard. That's just being racist. No, Eric, I'm what's just you- from like an actual whiteboard. Why would this be better than an actual whiteboard? It's, it's more expensive. Eric, what's our what's our email? You know how much a whiteboard is? Eric, not, not less than this thing. Eric. No, honestly, in all seriousness, Eric? a 20 by 30 whiteboard is about 40 bucks. Eric? So if you were to actually get a 60-inch whiteboard, it's probably close to 100 bucks, which is what this is. And guess what? You can save this and take it back to your desks and manipulate it later. Eric? Why is Matt laughing at me? Eric? <laughs> yes, Matt. What's our email address? <laughs> Well, if you'd like to send us a giant whiteboard, you can do so at showatattackoftheandroids.com. <laughs> oh, good lord. I want a giant whiteboard. <laughs> you can get one. I didn't mean to interrupt that amazing conversation. It's just we have to end the show. But thank you, attackoftheandroids.com. Thank you for listening.
Stitcher, iTunes, leave us a review, especially about how good our conversation skills are. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.